Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Live Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at wwcfl.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest. Welcome to Life Talk Northwest. I'm Dan Kennedy, former CEO of Human Life of Washington. And this is Katie Welch, former Northwest Regional Coordinator and Industry Impact Coordinator for Students for Life of America and Students for Life Action. We are so glad you're listening today because we have a very special guest this week. Today, our guest is Aliyah Patulit, who is the Program Director of Prepares Western Washington, a program of Catholic Community Services and a parish-based ministry that provides support to mothers, fathers, and children as they nurture their children through pregnancy and early childhood. Prior to PREPARES, Aaliyah coordinated Project Rachel, a program providing hope and healing after abortion, and previously worked as the pastoral assistant for outreach at All Saints Parish in Puyallup. Aaliyah's 15 years of ministry have been centered in Catholic social teaching, combining pastoral ministry and social work. Aaliyah has a master's degree in social work from the University of Washington, specializing in child welfare. Aaliyah is a lifelong Catholic and member of St. Vincent de Paul Parish in Federal Way. She was born and raised in Western Washington, where she lives with her husband and four sons, two to 13 years old. Aaliyah, first of all, thank you so much for all you do for women and babies in our community with PREPARES. Could you tell us maybe a little bit about your role with PREPARES and what you and your organization do? Sure. Thank you for that, Katie. Um, well, my again, um, I'm the director of PREPARES here in Western Washington, and PREPARES, of course, stands for Pregnancy and Parenting Support. Um, in my role, I, I lead a team of staff uh, that, that serves um, communities and parishes all across Western Washington. So that's from Blaine up by the Canadian border all the way down to Vancouver, Washington, um, and all the way west to the coast. So we have a really large, beautiful archdiocese, a great uh, region to cover. And uh, I lead our team of four um, staff members. Uh, and again, just kind of help support them as they reach out to parishes and um, and help to create and sustain ministries that are based in our parishes that reach out to local families, mothers, um, folks in need um, in, in the parish boundaries. And um, yeah, and, and many of our parishes that are engaged with prepares offer, you know, diapers or other essential needs that, um, that folks really struggle to um, have, especially during this time of very high inflation. It's been really evident that diaper need just has gone up. And so, um, you know, they're, they're present to their communities in that way. And then also parishes provide, um, you know, direct service to families in the form of companionship, walking directly one-on-one. Um, a volunteer from a parish uh, might walk with a mom who's pregnant or has small children um, or a grandma that has, is taking care of her couple of grandchildren who are under the age of five. So that, that's what PREPARES looks like. 
and uh, and it's in its eighth year now here in the archdiocese. Wow. So, Aaliyah, uh, and we're speaking with uh, Aaliyah Petulet from uh, Prepare's program on Life Talk Northwest. Uh, this is part of Catholic community services, and so right. when people support Catholic community services, they are actually supporting, uh, like, for example, previously Project Rachel. They're still supporting Project Rachel, but yeah. they're also supporting the Prepare's program. Correct, yes. That's and right. that's a that's a, a statewide program, is that not? Uh, yes, it is. So thank you for clarifying. So I'm I'm the director here in Western Washington, but um, you know, as you know, Dan and many out there know, perhaps um, that eight years ago, the bishops of Washington State, um, from Seattle Archdiocese, Yakima, and Spokane Diocese, came together and um, and really launched the Prepares program. So I have an equivalent, um, and we have equivalent teams that are based at Catholic Charities in Yakima and in Spokane. So it is a statewide effort, and we coordinate very regularly together on, on different initiatives and, um, yeah, and, and together in this ministry across the state of Washington. That's great. I mean, I just had a newborn, and butt diapers are expensive. I know that. <laughs> um, so. Yes, we need to congratulate our uh, co-host, Yay. Katie. She's just had a newborn little girl. So, uh, oh, Sweet. Oh, oh thank you. Great. But she we still put her to work anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, but I'm actually not sure if our my parish has a prepares program. Um, so okay. do you how would say listeners are at a parish that doesn't have a prepares group or I I guess program at their parish, mm-hmm. how would they get involved? Um or like get one yeah. started? At their church. Yeah, yeah. How to start, right? It's uh, and you know, I would say that we have been hearing from many, um, many new parishes lately, which is wonderful. Maybe it's you know, uh, you know, uh, the effect of coming out of the pandemic and really feeling more comfortable launching new new ministries, um, perhaps because of the Dobbs decision. Also, we're seeing some more interest. But those folks and anyone who is interested in exploring prepares and bringing it to their parish. Um, can do a couple of things. Um, one, you can go on our website, preparesforlife.org, um, and you can find, you know, contact information there. You can see our newsletter and, um, you know, just different ways of getting in touch with us. Um, and then um, also, you know, you can look up our, our information on Catholic Community Services uh, website at ccsww.org. Um, but I'd be happy to, you know, you know, you would be able to get in touch with one of us um, very easily. Um, the Prepares for Life um, website is really um, easy to use, and you can send an email or give us a call. And uh, and the local um, area coordinator, wherever your parish is located, uh, would get in touch with you. Um, what so what what kind way. of uh, uh, volunteer commitment? Um, do the people have in, in parishes? Can it vary? Can it be, you know, whatever you're able to do? Yeah. Or That's a great question, Dan. Yeah, yeah. So we, we really, you know, runs the gamut. You know, we have parishes that are engaged with prepares that maybe do an annual baby um, baby shower, meaning they have like a, you know, a tea or after mass, a coffee and donuts, they invite people to bring gifts for families in their community. Uh, or they might have an annual diaper drive and volunteers that are, you know, helpful with that. Um, but we have also, you know, parishes that have 
full-fledged baby closets that are open on a weekly or, um, you know, even more often than that, a weekly basis, um, inviting moms and families to come and shop for the things they need. Um, we have folks that also act as volunteer companions, again, matched with a family, visiting the family and spending one-on-one -on -one time walking with them through a difficult time and really providing emotional support um, to that family. So there are many different um, levels of engagement. You don't have to be, you know, really um, someone who works one-on-one -on -one with a family. You can be someone who might want to sort clothes or, um, or coordinate some kind of donation effort. We also have volunteers that help with our early child, um, early learning time experience, which is the Plate with Love program. Um, and so, and that's really exciting. We're starting a new one at Holy Family in Kirkland this yeah. fall, which is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there are just um, lots of different levels and ways to engage with preparers. Everyone can in some way. We are uh, speaking with Leah Petulant, who is the uh, uh, coordinator for a preparers program in Western Washington. And um, how do how do we find these families in need? Is it uh, mm -hmm. do they come forward, or we beat yeah. the bushes, or what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, and I would say it's a it's a, it's a combination of things. So um, first, I would say that just our Catholic Community Services Network, um, naturally, we have a lot of outreach in the community, and we have, you know, other programs that might refer families to prepares ministries at the local parish level. I would say one of the greatest um, strengths that we have in relationship is with St. Vincent de Paul conferences in our parishes. Um, St. Vincent de Paul conferences are often encountering families, and they're, you know, they've been around for so long and are so well-established that they are well-known in their community, and they, they often share referrals with our preparers teams, um, and, and, you know, we also, preparers programs also, you know, kind of co-refer to them as well, to the St. Vincent de Paul folks. Um, and we just complement one another so well. St. Vincent de Paul often encounters families in crisis. Um, and preparers can come alongside those families, um, those that have a, a pregnant mom or kids under the age of five or through the age of five, and um, can maybe walk with them a little bit longer along that way. So it's just a wonderful, natural um, way. And then, you know, uh, other ways, um, a lot of folks Google search and <laughs> find preparers that way. A lot of word of mouth uh, in the community, particularly around um you know, this this past year, one of the great updates I would like to share about Prepares is that we received our first ever state funding, so public funding from the state of Washington, um, for um, that it was a diaper grant from the Commerce Department, and this diaper grant was designed to help nonprofits in the state of Washington purchase and distribute diapers to families in need. You know, at that time last year, we were looking at a 12% increase in um, in inflation and the cost of diapers these necessities. And as Katie said, they are just so expensive <laughs> and in many cases for our families unaffordable. So um, through that grant, we were able to, um, you know, reach a lot of new parishes also to get engaged with prepares. And they were able to reach people in their communities that maybe had never heard of the program. And just like that, you know, prepares can offer, you know, a welcoming mat um, to the to our, every parish um, that it's located in. So, um, you know, parishes were hosting um, diaper distributions, drive-through events in their parking lots. Um, we just have wonderful volunteers who committed to doing that in the last year. 
what kind of updates do you have? Like, what are some of the most memorable things that you've you've heard of yeah. or experienced, yeah. I guess, in prepare sure. or working with preparers? Sure. Oh, well, you know, I, like I said, in the last year, the diaper grant was really a landmark for us. It was, uh, and this is a grant that was um, for statewide preparers. So not only did Western Washington benefit from this grant, but also Central and Eastern Washington. Um, so it has just been a wonderful uplift for our program and for our parishes who have so many of them have been prepares programs for many years and to be able to offer that kind of opportunity for sustainability um, for an increase in the uh, amount of diapers they were able to distribute um, to increase their reach in our communities just was incredibly satisfying we served over 2,000 families um, with um, diapers um, uh, and it was each time we served them, we were able to give a month's supply, which, as you know, Katie, is a is a humongous um, is, is it's a huge help. Um, that's wow. maybe a hundred diapers, or you know, for yeah. And you know, that's so life. contrary to the politics of the state of Washington. We're really fortunate mm-hmm. that that happened. We are going to have yes. to have yes. to take a break, and when we come back, we can talk more about the successes and the. And the, the exciting things that uh, you hear as director of the Preparers Program in, in Western Washington. We're speaking with Aliyah Petulet, um, director of Preparers in Western Washington for Catholic Community Services. And we will be right back. God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Welcome back to Life Talk Northwest on Sacred Heart Radio. We are speaking with Aaliyah Patulet with Prepares. And one of the questions I had for you was where in our archdiocese is the greatest need or do you see the greatest need for the prepares program oh that is a very good question um so katie the prepares is is really spread across our region we have um to this date we've had about 84 parishes engage in some way with prepares um uh, and that sounds like a lot but when we you know we know that we have over 160 parishes in the archdiocese of seattle (laughs) Our goal is that every parish in this archdiocese has a prepares ministry or a welcoming ministry to pregnant moms and um, families with small children. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's the dream that anyone who is in a crisis um, uh, of any kind related to a pregnancy or is having a really hard time um, as a young parent can come to their local parish and be received with love and support. And so, you know, when I when I look at our current um, state of affairs, um, you know, we have 
gosh, we have lots of areas that um, are really in need um, of greater engagement, I think, and greater support um, in general. So I would I would say the South Seattle area um, is one that um, has lots of folks who might need service um, from their local parish. Um, West um, West King County um, has a great number of, um, of families who um, are in need. I mean, there are just different kinds of family um, and communities all over the state, but, you know, there are more rural areas as well that um, are typically, you know, have low, less resources, fewer resources. Um, I would think of, you know, the Lewis County area, um, kind of that just central southwest Washington area. Um, the coastal communities um, uh, where there are, you know, um, larger numbers of um, um immigrant communities. Um, and, you know, when we think of migrant farm workers, they think of Skagit Valley, I think of Whatcom County. We have really strong ministries up there already, um, prepares programs. But there are just so many families to reach out to there. Um, so those are just off the top of my head, a few of the, the places that I would love to see prepares grow. Um, even, you know, Port Angeles and Forks and, and, you know, these are, this is not a call calling out of any of the parishes <laughs> in these areas, but instead an invitation for, you know, parishioners in these areas um, to reach out or to learn more. Um, I'm certain that there are already programs in many of many parishes that are reaching out to families in their community. Um, but what prepares can do is just give you extra support um, and um, and and really include you in this great network of of programming. Let's um, say can... let's say I'm a I'm a parishioner at a small parish that mm-hmm. is uh, administered by a say a priest who has uh, two mission parishes that mm-hmm. you know that he's going between, and so he's busy and he doesn't have time to do this kind of thing. But I'm a parishioner, and I would like because I know there is great need in my area. Uh, so what? Do, yeah. What's my next step? What do I do? That's a good question. Um, so you could do. Um, I, I think that the best thing to do if a, a parishioner is in that situation, and we have plenty of folks that call us in that circumstance. They have a pastor who is pastor of many parishes, perhaps, or um, they don't have a large staff at their parish. Um, the the first step truly is though reaching out to the pastor and and saying you know Father I would really love to see a program like this grow a ministry like this grow and I would like to volunteer to lead it so the the crucial thing for prepares is identifying at least one and and um, and the best case is that you have two volunteers from a parish and that's really all it takes one or even better two volunteers who can commit to leading. The program, because you're right, it cannot fall to a pastor. It should not fall on um, parish staff members. But we really are are hoping to create um, parishioner um, led um, and sustained um, ministry. Well, that is key, isn't it? Because uh, if the the priest is already overwhelmed and he's not about to take on anything else, no. (laughs) If you guarantee him that he doesn't have to do the work. Right. Um, you know, that's the way to approach it, that you're going to be exactly. the leader, you volunteer, and, you know, you'll find somebody to people exactly. run it. And, you know, he's not going to have to be responsible, and the staff isn't right. going to have to be responsible. That is so key. Right. 
It is really key, yes. And I would just continue, you know, to answer to finish answering your question. Um, after you you do get kind of the go ahead from the pastor, then those volunteers who wish to come forward um, and and kind of establish prepares at a at a parish, again, would just need to get in touch with us. And we, we our staff is so happy and have walked with many parishes in the past through developing a program to thinking about you know who are the volunteers, who are the other ministries in the parishes that will be, you know, will help you help make you successful in your efforts. What other resources exist in the community already? Um, you know, what kind of partnerships could you look at? And what is something that your parish can do? Um, whether, again, that's having an annual diaper drive or if that's actually, you know, forming a baby closet or, you know, distributing diapers. There are so many different things you can do. Um, and all of those are important things to, to do. So uh, again, it, it's a matter of just getting in, getting approval from the pastor, and you know our staff is always help, uh, happy to send you materials and um, anything that you'd want to share with the pastor, and also to have conversations with your pastor or staff. We're we're here to do all of those things with you. That's great, and I think it's important to kind of mention too. It's not just for babies; like repairs also helps yeah. mothers and fathers and kids up until did you say age five? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Up until age five. And, and you know, when we looked at what it, what, it, what it was our, I think when the program was just getting formed, um, it was, yeah, what are the early years? Those early years of development are so crucial. Um, and to be able to impact um, a life at that age and to um, really support a family through that really um, important developmental time, uh, we just saw that as a wonderful opportunity. And then, you know, with kids going off to school around age five, we, we saw that as a natural ending to the, the official prepares kind of window of, of service. So uh, Aaliyah, and we're speaking with Aaliyah Petulet, uh, director of the Preparis program uh, for the Archdiocese of Seattle, um, on Sacred Heart Radio, Life Talk Northwest. What, um, how do you impact these, these older kids? What does it look like, say, to be a companion, to walk alongside, mm-hmm. uh, say, young parents or whoever needs it? Yeah, sure. Well, and, and so, you know, many of our families, I would say, um, when they enter our program, some of them may have um, just had a baby or they have... Um, or they have a one-year-old and a three-year-old, or um, just you know any combination. Um, we have we've had plenty of families with twins, um, even triplets. Yes. And, uh, and you can imagine, yes, <laughs> you can imagine, you know, single mom just really struggling to even be able to leave the house uh, yeah. and get in, get, get out of the house. I mean, it's, it's the <laughs> yeah, hour. Yeah. hour. <laughs> the new mom so, is suddenly yeah. discovering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yes, yes, or shower. That's right, Katie. It's it's, it's so challenging, um, and to think about doing it on your own, um, it wow. is it is daunting. painful. It's so daunting. It's and it's it's such a difficult. It's already it's it's already difficult and yeah. um, to become a new parent and to become a parent again. Um, you, it just it is it is so um, self sacrificing and there is so much um, effort and you know the joy is the pains of of that early parenting time. And um, and so that's just right when we want to enter in and and give some support. So often our companions are doing a lot of listening. That is probably the greatest thing that they do um, in their ministry as companions. They talk on the phone. They are texting with the mom. They are 
visiting um, the home. They're playing with the little ones. So maybe while mom is changing baby or, you know, putting baby down for a nap, they're, they're just there as, um, again, as cheerleaders, as encouragers. And, um, and sometimes they also um, can act as, you know, great examples. Maybe some of our parents, um, some of the parents we work with did not have great um, parenting models when they right, were young. Right. And so that, and that impacts us so much, the modeling we had as children. And so, um, that's another great thing that our companions can do. Um, and, uh, you know, and just to, again, be, be present in a, in a child's life. You know, when you ask about, um, having, there, there are two things I, I, that makes me think of. And, you know, one is when you're a small child, having another really positive relationship with an adult in your life, um, is really beneficial. That's another person that can read to you, another person that you can talk to, develop those language skills, some social skills. But then also, you know, when, when a mom is pregnant and doesn't have a lot of support, you know, I, I like you shared earlier, I used to coordinate Project Rachel. And um, what we would hear over and over and over again from all of the, from many of the women who would call us um, seeking healing um, after their abortion many of those abortions happened decades earlier. Right. And some of them happened not too long ago. Mm-hmm. But every almost every single person said, I was alone. I felt so alone. I had no one. And those and and I think of those words and they they just they they just like ring in my heart. Those are the things that um that lead people to making that very tragic choice. And so, um, you know, it's it's true, though, for women in, in that crisis pregnancy, you know, going, I have no one. How can I? And that's where we want to enter. Um, that's another spot that we can, you know, enter a family's life or a mom's life and say, no, I, you know, someone is here for you. Um, and we're going to, we're going to talk with you. We'll walk with you. We can even get you to your prenatal appointment. We can, you know, make sure that you have the things you need. You'll, we'll get a car seat, um, you know, delivered to you. Um, we'll get a, um, you know, the things that you need to raise this baby, but we'll also be next to you while you're doing it. Cause those are the things that really predict, you know, how, how stressed a mom will be when she's pregnant, um, how, um, you know, the, her, her mental state can really also be affected by, you know, the lack of relationship, the lack of a network. And even having, I think you've probably all explored this, this idea that having one really positive um, connection with somebody can reduce the amount of prenatal, prenatal stress um, considerably. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we, that is just, those, those places for right. prepared companions can make such a big difference. We are uh, out of time, but I do want to ask, <laughs> I want you to get in one point here. Um, who can volunteer? Is there an age limit? Uh, is it, you know, you have yeah, to be yeah. age of majority and then on <laughs> up. And if you're still around, you can still volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, thank you for asking. Um, the the answer is that anyone can volunteer. And by that, I mean, you could volunteer um, if you're an adult over 18. You can volunteer if you are under 18. Um, if you're an older teen, you're able to volunteer on your own. I think it's the age of 16 and up. Mm-hmm. But if you are a child, you can volunteer. We've had plenty of kids that come with their parents to I mean, I was at Our Lady of Guadalupe Maternity Center in Lakewood. That's a PREPARES program. 
And um, I met a mom who is was volunteering there from the parish, and she had her little baby strapped up to her chest. She was helping other moms shop. You know, there's really no limit to um, this ministry in wow. terms of, you know, the age. It is, it is. And we have plenty of folks who are at the other end of life um, who are firmly engaged, who who maybe are the greeters at the baby closet and welcome those moms and families with a very a sweet smile and um, an encouragement. Anyone can volunteer for prepares. There's always a space for somebody. Uh, for well, we are out of time. Aaliyah, I want to thank you so much for being here. If they want to know about prepares, uh, yes. they can Google it. They can Google prepares. I would say the easiest way to do it is just put in your browser preparesforlife.org. You will find it very easily okay. that way. And I, I can share a phone number also right. um, here for the for Western Washington. You can reach us at 206-737-9264. Fantastic. Uh, we have right. been speaking with Aliyah Petula, the director of prepares in the Archdiocese of Seattle. Um, you know, we pray for, for many blessings on your work and uh, many volunteers and many parishes involved. Uh, I want to thank you so much for being here. Yes. Oh, you're welcome, and thank you so much for having me. I, 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 I'm so grateful for the opportunity to share about a ministry that impacts so many, and I'm so grateful to be a part of. Thank you both so much. You're quite welcome. This is Life Talk Northwest. I'm Dan Kennedy. And I'm Katie Welch. God bless you all. Thank you to Western Washington Coalition for Life for sponsoring today's broadcast of Life Talk Northwest. Born from prayer and a promise in 2018, the WWCFL's mission is to provide encouragement and support through resources, education, and information focused on embracing the beauty and sanctity of all human life. Engage with WWCFL at wwcfl.org or on Facebook at Western Washington Coalition for Life. Thank you, WWCFL, for supporting Life Talk Northwest.